Numai Hari Maikete Nei Hotaka. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. On today, heading to Hawke's Bay to see what businesses there make of the latest government assistance. Also on the panel, some West Auckland residents call for voluntary buyouts. They don't want to move back. They want to be bought out. We talk about that. Also, a strike today against proposed Citizens Advice Bureau cuts in Auckland, which, if it goes ahead, could possibly mean the end of Citizens Advice Bureau in Tamakimakaurau. Also on the panel, pressure is applied on for Te Order Health NZ Chair Rob Campbell to be sacked for a fairly blunt critique of National's new water policy on LinkedIn. And also today, the Australian government, they've signalled a comprehensive five-year plan and $300 million boost for Australian and First Nation arts. Our guest this afternoon describes our Ministry for Culture and Heritage as asleep. And, of course, we keep an eye on the cricket. New Zealand are just two two wickets away from an improbable and historic test win in a nail-biting finish in Wellington. I see that England require another 10 runs to win, so we'll keep you updated uh, on that. You can text us 2101 and you can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With us, Ginny Morton from Craig's Investment Partners in Christchurch. Ginny, welcome to the panel. Good afternoon, Wallace. Good afternoon. Also live in, in Auckland, Chris Wikaida, Director of BRG, sorry, PR company BRG, former journalist for RNZ, Chris Kiora, and in person. So good to see you. It's been, what, 15 years, 10 Ooh, years? Um, maybe even 20 years since I've sat in the studio, Wallace. So. <laughs> Well, it's obviously constructed well. It's lasted. It's endured. It's lasted. Yeah. How does it feel? <laughs> well, it's back. a little bit odd. I had, couldn't quite remember where to go. <laughs> Unusual angles around here, aren't they? All right. Now, uh, so we will keep an eye on the cricket for you. But to this, chances are you could be driving in Auckland right now or on the bus and yelling, what is going on with the traffic right now? There's a name for it. It's called March Madness. It is a phenomenon. But hang on, it's not even March yet. So... What are we seeing on the roads? Martin Glynn is the Policy Director of Motoring Affairs at the AA. Kia ora, Martin. Kia ora, Wallace. March Madness. It is an annual headache. So for those who don't know it, what is it? Yeah, I think someone in the media dubbed it March Madness, but basically it's a time of year when everyone wants to use the transport network at once. So it starts with a slow build-up of people going back to work gradually after the summer holidays in January. And, and then things start to get really bad at the end of January and early February when schools go back. And then they're at their absolute worst this week when university classes start running up ah. again. It feels worse than ever before, Martin, or am I overthinking it? Um, I, I think there's a couple of big differences this year. The, the first one is that we've had a big three-year gap due to COVID, so ah, I expect you must have forgotten how bad it, is, how bad it gets. Um, and others just haven't experienced it as a shock to the system. But we, we did have a wee look at the data um, for the last two days, so today and yesterday, um, and that's showing that um, on the main motorway network, things are very similar on the northwestern. They're, they're significantly worse on the southern um, than was um, the case in 2019 before, before COVID came along, of course, um, and the northern's slightly worse. 
Have you noticed this, Chris, being in Auckland? Uh, for, have you just noticed how bad it actually is? Or oh, just the usual. I came from Penrose, so I came up Great South Road and, uh, and through Green Lane. Uh, and off the green green lane uh, entrance to the, to the motorway, and that was as bad as it's ever been. But I actually was surprised. I thought <laughs> coming north, yeah, um, and and coming off um, and getting to Hobson Street, Cook Street here was actually better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, really? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a good afternoon. Uh, yes, uh, but it wasn't raining. We know what well, happens with rain in cars. It, in it, 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 that's right, Jenny. Um, and look, look, Auckland isn't alone, right, Jenny? Because you do get a bit of a build-up in uh, Ototahi there as well. You know, a bit of drizzle all of a sudden. It's all on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's nothing like the rainy weather to bring out the uh, single car drivers and you know single driver cars. Sorry, and I have to admit, I'm one of those. Um, but I wonder. You know, is there any thought that, you know, there's more people working from home than there was three years ago pre-COVID? Um, might that take some of the pressure off? Might it not be as bad as it's been in previous years? Could What's that be positive? Martin? Martin? Um, we think that's probably taken the edge off a little bit. Um, work from home seems to be a thing more of a feature in the city centre um, and people in offices where they have a choice. And that's only about 13% of workers in Auckland, so it's probably having lesser an impact than people think. Now, um, AT says that it is almost 400 bus drivers short. That is pretty significant. That must also make an impact. Oh, absolutely. Um, buses are about three quarters of the, the public transport in Auckland, so so that's that's certainly having an impact. It's putting people off. You know, people have experienced waiting for buses that are, are cancelled, or in some cases, repeat buses. Um, so it's driving them back to their cars a little bit more. Um, and of course, we've got um, repeated train lines shut down um, between now and, and, in fact, 2025. It goes it goes out beyond when the city rail link opens. So all those things are adding to the problem. Yeah, uh, and it'll be a problem going around in circles, Martin. People waiting too long for a bus, so you'll just stick to the car. Uh, the more people in the car, the worse March Madness gets. Yep, absolutely. It's. A, I think this year we've got a confluence of factors that are, are just really hard to resolve, and that you know, the, it's everyone's feeling it out there, Wallace. Yeah. So, and if just finally, uh, Martin, any solutions or suggestions on how we might reduce it? Because you know it is a pretty bad. It's pretty bad going home uh, on the bus. As an example, took me thirty minutes extra. What's an option? What are some? What, what's a solution? Um, I mean, the ob- for individuals, the obvious one is to delay your travel if you can. Um, lots of people can't do that. They've got stuck start and finish times. But but if you can, that can make a difference. If you're driving, of course. Um, Use the driving apps. Often the, the congestion is not where you think it'll be. There's been an incident or whatever, so so that that, that can help as well. Um, you know, there's a there's a there's a bunch of things the government council will be looking at um, as well. But I think the first step is getting back to where we were in 2019 with the with the bus services and the trains. Yeah, first and just finally, um, if you don't have to do a school run, maybe walk. Absolutely. Um, walking is probably the, just about the easiest thing to do right now. If, you, if, it, if it's a, a walking distance, it's, it's probably the easiest way to get around in Auckland. Good on you, Martin. Thanks. Martin Glynn there, uh, the Policy Director of Motoring Affairs at the uh, AA. Uh, of course, you're mostly based in Wellington, right? Yes. So there's no 
well, the, you do get traffic issues there, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and particularly with buses. Buses have been the store of the last couple of years in Wellington, haven't they? Yeah, I, I'm like... Um like like Auckland and like Christchurch, I'm one of those who is a often a, most most days actually to be honest a single person and vehicle driver to work um, and and park in town and traffic was really really quiet after all of the COVID until about actually this year after this Christmas holiday all of a sudden the traffic has gone heavier again the commute back in from the northern suburbs I'm in on the hill above Johnsonville down yes. into the CBD is as long as it was about four years ago oh seriously um, like you know, if, if you get your timing wrong it's half an hour and we'd got we'd got used to sort of 17 18 19 minutes or when there's no traffic it's 14 minutes mm. it's an outrageous half an hour but you know that's what it used to be like so really it's a Back to the future. Good on you. All right. It but is same time. thing there. Yes. The, the, you know, we, we had the best bus and train service, and, and then it, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So they tried to fix it. They've been getting the bus service sorted out again in, in Wellington, but they are desperately short of drivers. So a lot again, of services aren't running. So I think that's one of the reasons why people are getting back in their cars. Yeah, 400 bus drivers short just in Auckland here. So, yeah. Been dozens and dozens short in Wellington yeah. all year. All right. Okay, time for. Uh, I've, I see that England require another seven runs to win. Pretty tight uh, uh, game there. Black Caps versus England. Uh, Jenny how Morton. Many wickets? How many wickets? I've been, uh, I'll, I'll give you the updates uh, very, very shortly. One wicket. Uh, all right. Um, Jenny. Uh, thanks, Wallace. Um, I've been thinking about one of my amazing colleagues in uh, our Auckland office, um, Blair Knight, who, with a group of friends, put together a raffle to raise some money for cyclone relief. And they set it out to be, you know, a bit of a meat raffle, maybe something a bit fancy. But they tapped all the businesses they knew and put together an amazing array of prizes. And that raffle, which has only been going maybe a week, maybe 10 days, um, has raised nearly $570,000. Wow. Um, it's the proceeds are going to be split between the Hawke's Bay Evergreen Foundation and the Gisborne uh, Tairafati East Coast Matai, Matai sorry, Charitable Trusts. And the, the thing is, what it struck me was the amazing spirit and generosity of New Zealanders after tragedies, after natural disasters. We saw it in Christchurch after the earthquakes and after the mosque shootings. And now we're seeing it in New Zealand again, that people will raise money, donate, do amazing things to support their fellow Kiwis in their time of need. And I think it's amazing. And I think this raffle closes in about an hour. Um, and you can still hop online at www.cycloneleliefraffle.co.nz um, and buy a ticket. And Isn't that amazing? Half a million dollars. Yeah, and it started off... It started off as a bit of a meat rattle, raffle and 600 grand later. Yep, it's a fantastic effort. It's a, quite a good point, uh, Chris. The amount of money raised does show the depth of feeding there. Uh, two key, key websites, papers, stuff, held both each raising millions of dollars. I mean, this is a lot of money, aside from all the other um, organisations such as Red Cross. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think a lot of it is they, and I certainly saw this after the Christchurch earthquakes, you know, that's the city of my birth, I've still got, got, got family there, is people were so shocked by the devastation and what had happened in, in one of our cities somewhere in New Zealand that 
the compulsion to do something to try and one help understand that, but to two then you know um, um, do something to mm. help. And and you know as Jenny said, it's been replicated Kaikoura. And again, what we've seen with this, I still struggle to comprehend the images and just how bad the impacts of what's happened, one in Auckland and then two in the Hawke's Bay and Gisborne, um, people think that's not New Zealand. That doesn't happen in Aotearoa, New Zealand. That yep. happens other places. And now that it's happened here, it's like, hell, what are we going to do about it? And that's the first thing to do. And, you know, people have talked about having a telethon again. But yeah. I actually think what we're seeing in, in, in digital media, is we're having lots of little telethons. The stuff thing, the Herald thing, the technology is actually, and when you put them all together, I think I, I bet you a bottom dollar it'll be a lot, lot more um, than what a single telephone event okay. would probably raise. All right, very good. All right, uh, Chris Wikaira, I've been thinking. Um, actually, segue from that, I've been thinking of something that I'd mentioned numerous times on, on the panel and in other places in the 12 years since the Christchurch earthquakes, which, you know, the anniversary of which was last week. Um, and thinking forward now for what happened here in Auckland, out of Muriwai and, and along the coast, is now we're getting into the area of um, the internal damage, the emotional damage, the hurt, the the stress that events like this cause. And, and you know, if we think about people saying it's going to be a long road to hoe in terms of fixing the infrastructure, the things, the roads, it's going to be a longer um, row to hoe in terms of fixing people and the impact that it has on them and it's something I'm very mindful of I still know people who are not the same as they were before Christchurch there will be people now who will not be the same after what they've experienced in these floods and I hope people don't forget that It's a really good um, really good um, yeah, both good words uh, kia ora to you both, Chris Wikana, Jenny Morton there 600 grand raised from a raffle and uh, the ongoing effects of disasters like Cyclone Gabriel. Stay with us. You're on the panel with Chris Buchanan, Jenny Morden, the cricket. We'll see what happens with that very, very shortly. The panel on RNZ National.